Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Drunk Brady. I'm your co-host, Elizabeth Cruz, and your co-host is my cat, Pepper. He is still taking a nap and laying down from the last episode, from episode 2. So this could be episode 3, continue on with Drunk Brady. So, you're probably asking, Isabel, did you ask your mother about the eggs? <laughs> Funny thing is, no. Because I am doing the same episode with episode 3, like episode 2, the same day. Um, but don't worry, I will ask her um, about like how much did an eggy carton cost. Um, hopefully she remembered that it was like years ago. Um... Yeah, I'm not going to say my mother is old. She's still, in my opinion, she's still young in her age. Uh, you're probably thinking, what's young was old? Okay, um, me, okay, considering me, I think old is um, about like 55 to 60 year old. I still consider young 45 to 50. Like people can still be young and everything. Like it's, it's not a big deal. Oh, my mother still is a, is a good, I can, okay, <laughs> I guess she's a healthy woman, but she is, di- she is diabetic, but, uh, I tell my mom directly, well, that's your fault for drinking Big Red, and if you're thinking, Isabel, what is Big Red, it's because Big Red is only in Texas, in Texas, so you really won't see Big Red in, anywhere else, instead of Texas. Um, by the way, but, um, personally, if you ask if I love, if I like Big Red, um, okay, I really do not like Big Red whatsoever. I don't like the smell, I don't like the taste of it, um, I don't remember the last time I drank it, I think I was very young, I just don't like it. I feel like it's very syrupy for me, and you're probably thinking, Isabel, Dr. Pepper is tastes like syrup i honestly would prefer dr pepper instead of big red anytime anytime and also big red gives you a big stain on your lip too so i am i am definitely am not a big fan of big red whatsoever i mean y'all can give it a try um if you want to but if you want to give me your opinions about big red go for it no no everybody's different I just, I just, I just don't like Big Red, but, uh, when I was a kid, my favorite Sprite, <laughs> oh, sorry, I just bought like my favorite drink ever. Okay, I probably went, is how much drink are you into? Well, from the last episode, I told you it was, like, three, I think I'm my sixth one. Honestly, I don't remember, but disclaimer, this is a podcast with me, drunk reading, so I am gonna slur my words, I am gonna misspell words, I personally... Letting y'all know there's some words I cannot say at all. I mean, when I was in elementary school, I mean, I still have the problems to say. Um, elementary school, I did have speech problems back then. I think probably wondering, you had speech problems? Yes. My biggest speech problem to them was like, I mean, of course they couldn't talk, right? But also, I couldn't, I couldn't say, I was having trouble with my S's, right? S's like, Okay, I had trouble with that. Um, I, I mean, I had it throughout, like, I mean, I still have it. I do my best to keep it, 
to try not to mess it up. Of course, I'm still gonna mess it up. Like I said, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. We're not all perfect, but it's alright. I mean, it, I'm not. I'm not ashamed of it. Of me having speech problems. Me when I was back in elementary, I was held back in in school in elementary. It was my my mom's decision. You know, I don't blame her. I she wanted to do what was right for me, and I'm really happy for that. I'm happy that I stick with my friends. Um, some of my friends I still know. In elementary, all the way through high school, I just talk to some of them. I do miss them <laughs> so much, but I hope I know they're doing great. You know me alive, but um, yeah, it's just me. I mean, that's just me. I am. I'm just grateful that my mom did help me back with my speech, but uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna get back to the book. Um, I want to try to get at least four more chapters. Cause I know we only got to two chapters from last episode on episode two of Flip. Um, we only got up to chapter six, but we did four chapters in the four episodes. I'm probably wondering, is well, why did we do so little on the second episode than the first episode? Honestly, I do not have the answer for that either. Okay, like, look, when I <laughs> when I do an episode, I really don't listen to myself. I just post it. You know what I mean? I I just posted. This is this is going, but uh, yeah. I just I'm just I'm gonna make sure to try to do at least four more chapters for tonight, and I'm hoping in a couple of days I will have more episodes posted for y'all. Cause I love this book. I want you to guys to know this book. Why I chose this book, and it's it's just a, well a novel because it's a small book, but um yeah. I just want y'all to know understand. What is this uh, book about? You know, just get the heads up. But uh, I'm almost finished with my drink. I am currently still drinking the screwdriver. Almost finished, and I'm scared for the green after green apple. I never, <laughs> I never tried a green apple before. This is gonna be my first time trying a green apple Smirnoff. Um, but yeah, but yeah, um, I'm gonna try to finish the Smirnoff of a uh, screwdriver, and, and we'll try the. The green apple, but um, my cat is a uh, co-host. Your co-host, and that is my cat, is a uh, taking his little nap. So let's continue on with chapter seven of Flip. Um, this is back to Bryce's point of view. So the 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 chapter chapter seven is called "Get a Grip, Man." I know you guys are ready because I am prepared. I'm actually pretty excited. <laughs> I just mean being like so excited, you know, kicking your little feet. I know y'all get this, but when you read a book or like me, <laughs> a fan fiction. If y'all guys are used to don't know what a fan fiction is, a fan fiction is any book, any TV series you read. But um, you have amazing writers um, that make an all new um, alternate universe or they change the point of view or change like, oh, what if this happens over this? I give them so much credit. If y'all wondering where you recommend me for y'all to read fan fiction, I current I I recommend AO3, fanfiction.net, and then lastly, Wattpad. Guys, Wattpad had a grip on me in middle school. Um, yeah, Wattpad is a uh, kind of sad since Wattpad has ads now. Yeah, it's so unfortunate. I remember 
I remember back in like elementary going to middle school, there were no ads whatsoever. Um, it's kind of it's kind of dumb, in my opinion. I think Wattpad uh, bought Webtoon. I'm trying to I'm trying to start reading Webtoon, but I don't have time. But I am actually excited for this K drama of um, Marriage Revenge or Revenge Marriage. Oh my god, so good. Recommend. Anyways, I'm getting off track, guys. I am so sorry. Take a sip of uh, the screwdriver. And we're going to continue on. <laughs> continue on of Get a Grip, Chapter 7, um, Bryce Lofsky, Point of View. So let me just take this little big gulp of uh, screwdriver real quick. Let me pause real quick for y'all. Alrighty. It didn't take long for me to realize that I shouldn't end my old problem with Julie, Julie Baker for a whole new set problem with Julie Baker. I could feel her anger a mile away. It wasn't actually worse having her mad at me than having her harass me. Why? Because I screwed up, that's why. I had eggs all over my face, blaming on her yard, and had nothing to wash it off. The way she ignored me, or so obviously avoided me, was screaming out, reminding me that I'd been a jerk. A warrior cook face jerk. Then one day I'm coming home from hanging out with Gareth after school and there's Julie in her front yard hacking out of the shrub. She's thrashing on things, bashing, bashing her flying over her shoulders and clear across the, and clear across the street. I can hear her grunting and growling in the same stuff like, no, you don't. You're coming off. Whether you like it or not. This did I feel good about it? No, my friend. I did not. Yeah, there was a mess. It was about time someone did something about it. But come on. Where's the dad? What about Matt and Mike? Why Julie? You gotta embarrass her into it. And that's why. I feel worse than ever. So I snuck aside. Tried to ignore the fact that here's my desk. And here's my window. And right across the street from me is Julie. Being up a bush. Not conceived to construction. No, sir. Bomb. I got all zero homework done. The next day at school, I was trying to get up the nerves to say something to her, but I never, I never even got the chance. She wouldn't even let me get anywhere near her. Then the ride home, I had it. I had to stop. It was kind of freaked me out at first, but the more I played with it, the more I figured that yeah, helping her with the yard will make up for having been such a jerk. I'm sure she didn't boss me too much. I mean, she didn't decide to get all googie eyes or something stupid like that. No, I go up and just tell her that I feel bad for being a jerk. I want to make it up, make it up to her by helping her cut back some bushes. Period. End of story. And if she still wanted to be mad at me after that, that's fine. That's her problem. My problem was I never got the chance. I got turkey down. I was turning down the bus stop to find my grandfather doing my good deeds. Now I jump back. This was not something I could immediately observe. My grandfather did not do yard work, at least. He never offered to help me out. My grandfather lived in house slippers where he'd get those work boots. And those jeans and that flannel shirt. What was, what was up with those? I crouched behind a, neighbor, a neighbor's hedge and watched them for 10 or 15 minutes and man. Longer the watch, the matter of God. My grandpa has already said more to her than a little slice of time than he said to me the whole year. And have he been living with us? What was his deal with Julie Baker? I took the I took the back way home, which involved climbing two fences and kicking off neighbor's stupid terries and 
Terry's, Terry's, I don't know what that is, T-E-R-R-I-E-R, I mean, yeah, could, I am so sorry, like I said, disclaimer in the beginning of the podcast, but it was birthday, considering I avoided the garden, the garden, the garden party across the street, again, I got no homework done, the more I watched and the better I got, I was still a cluck-faced jerk, while Julie was laughing enough with my grandfather, have I ever even seen him smile, really smile, I don't think so, but now he was kneeing his needle laughing. At dinner at night, he showered and changed back into regular clothes and half slippers, but he didn't look the same. It was like someone has plugged him in and turned on the light. Good evening, he said. He sat out with the rest of us. Oh, Patsy, this looks delicious. Well, Dad, my said with my dad, my mom said with a smile. Your excursion across the street seems to have done you a world of good. Yeah, my father said. Patsy. Tell me you've been over there all afternoon. We're in the mood for some home improvement pro- project. projects. Why didn't you say so? My father was joking around, but I don't think my grandpa took it that way. He opened the stove with some cheesed up potato and said, Pass the salt, won't you, Bryce? There was, so, was this defined tension between my father and grandfather? But I think if dad had dropped the subject right then, the wife would have vanished. Dad didn't drop it, though. It's like he said, So why is the girl the one who finally doing something about her their place? My grandpa salted his potatoes very carefully and then looked across the table at me. Uh-oh, I thought. Uh-oh. In a year flash, I knew those stupid eggs were not behind me. Two years of seeking them in the trash, two years of boring discussion of Julie and her eggs and her chicken and her early morning visit. And for what? Granda knew. I can see it in his eyes. In a matter of second, he cracked open the truth, and I'll be good as fried. It's a miracle. My, gra- my grandfather pacified me for a minute with his eyes, but then to my friend said, She wants she wants to, is all. A raging river of sweat down, <laughs> ran down my temples, and as my father said, Well, it's about time someone did. My grandfather looked back at me, and I knew he was not going to let me forget this. We just had another conversation, only this time I was definitely not dismissed. After the dishes were clean, I went into my room, but my father came right in, closed the door behind him, and then sat on my bed. He was all without making a, making a sound, no squeaking, no clanking, no scrapping, no breathing. I'm so sorry I breathe so much. <laughs> um, breathing makes me, breathing makes me like so much uh, because of drinking, and also I do have asthma. I just um a little like sorry about me. Uh, continue. <laughs> so <sorry. laughs> I hope you're having a good time. I'm really having a good time with with doing this, and for thank you for sticking with me. I really appreciate it. Um, I am really appreciative for y'all um, about this. I hope y'all enjoying it more than I do because I do love this, even though it takes a um this only a few times I'm able to do this. <laughs> Because of everything, but um, thank you so much. Uh, do appreciate it. Let's continue on. I'm so sorry. I swear, the guy moved through my room like a ghost, and of course, I've been banging my knees, dropping my pencil, and disorienting with into a pathetic poop jello. But I tried best to stay cool and said, Hello, granddad, come to check out the digs. He put his lips together and looked at nothing but me. I cracked, The granddad, I know I messed up. I should have just told her, and I couldn't. I kept thinking they stop. I mean, how long can they a chicken like eggs? Don't you hatch in fifth grade? That was like what three years ago. 
Don't even she were now in. What was I supposed to do? Told her mom was afraid of salmonella poisoning and that wanted me to tell her we were allergic? Come on. We were going to bite. Who's going to buy that? So I just kept, you know, throwing them out. I know she could have just stole them. I thought they were just extra. He nodded, but very slowly I said and said, <sighs> Thank you for not saying anything about dinner. I owe you. You pulled my curtain aside and looked across the street. One character is dead as an early age son. The choices you make now will affect you for the rest of your life, he said. For quite a minute, and the drop the curtain said, I hate to see you swim out of far. You can't swim back. Okay, so I am reading that candle, and about 1,738 people did highlight the one's characters, so that's really mostly important. Okay, back. Yes, sir. He finally said, don't, don't, don't yes, sir, me, Bryce. Then he stood and added, just think about what I said. And the next time you face with a choice, do the right thing. It's just everyone else in the long run. With that, poof, he was gone. The next day, I chewed up some hoop like garage after school, and when his mom dropped me off later that afternoon, my grandma didn't even notice. He was a busy meeting Joe Carpenter and Julie from yard. I tried to do my homework for breakfast bar, but my mom came home from work and started being all chatty. And they appeared to be two of them starting fighting about whatever Lynette makeup made her look like a wonder raccoon. Lynette, I swear she never learned. <laughs> Lynette, really? Lynette reminds me of my sister when she was in middle school and high school. Well, when she was in high school when I was in middle school type of vibe. The amount of makeup she wore, and um, I don't know if you had this when you shared a room with your sibling I did I always ended up cleaning up her mess and makeup and putting them away um now she's a cleaner <laughs> but I do love my sister so sis if you're still listening to the podcast I love you a lot <laughs> um but yeah I mean that's teenagers I mean I'm I wasn't like that you know what I mean um I wasn't like a full makeup person and I, I didn't really wear makeup but my sister did um but yeah yeah Okay, continue. <laughs> continue on with this. Um, let's get back into you guys. <laughs> I packed up myself and escaped to my room, which of course was a total waste. They got a saw raving and wailing across the street, and because I could hear the whack, 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 whack of hammers. I look out the window, there's Julie spinning on nails and slamming things in place. No kidding, she got nails lined up between her lips like steel cigarettes, and she's swinging the hammer full arc. Way above her head, driving nails into picket, and they're going to butters. First bit, second there. I saw my head as a re- the receipt of her hammer, cracking away in the Humpty Dumpty. I should have dropped the curtain, just the homework, and headed for the TV. They hammered it all week, and every night, Granddad would come in with the rosy cheeks and huge appetite and comment with my mom on what a great cook she was. Since Saturday helped, and since Saturday happened, and the last thing I wanted was to spend the day at home while my grandfather turned up dirt and help plant Julie's yard. Might try to get me to do our own yard, but I would feel ridiculous <laughs> micro-mowing our grass while Granddad and Julie making road changes right across the street. So I let myself in my room and called Garrett. He wasn't home, and everybody else had called us that had stuff they had to do. And hating a mom or dad for a ride to the movies when the mom was hopeless. They told me I was supposed to be doing the yard. But it was, was stuck? And... I would wound up doing was looking out the stupid window while Julie and my grandfather were totally lame things to do, and that's what I did. 
I got out doing it too. My grandfather and he, of course, had pointed me out to Julie, which made me feel another, another two inches shorter. I dropped the cord. I dropped the curtain that blasted out the back door over the fence. I had to get out of there. I swear. I walked ten miles a day, and I don't know who I was mad at. My grandfather, Julie, or me. What was wrong with me? If I wanted to make it up to Julie, why didn't he just go over there and help? What was stopping me? I went to Garrett's yard and man, I've never been so glad to see anyone in my life. Leave it to Garrett to get your mind off anything important. That's just a master. We went out back and shoot hoops and watch tubes and talking about hitting the water slide this summer. When I got home, there was Julie sprinkling in the yard. She saw me alright. She didn't wave or smile or anything. She looked. She just looked away. Why would I do to in this retreat that maybe pretend that I had seen her a quick wave and charge inside, which she'd been mad at me for what seemed like ages. She said one word to me since the morning of the eggs. She completely dissed me in the map a couple of days before. I smiled at her, trying to tell her I'm sorry. She didn't smile back or not or anything. She just turned away and never looked back. I even waited for her outside the classroom to say something, anything, about her fixing up the yard and how bad it, I felt. But then she ditched me out the other door, and after that, any time I got anywhere near her, she'd find some way to skate around me. So there she was. Why didn't guard make me feel like a jerk, and I had enough of it, and I stood up with her and said, It's looking really good, Jilly. Nice job. Thanks. She said without smiling. Chet did most of it. Chet? I thought. Chet? What is she doing? Called my grandfather by his first name. Look, Judy, I said, trying to get on get on with why it was there. I was tired for what I did. She looked for me for a second. She went back to watching the water spray across the dirt. Finally, she said, I still don't get it, Bryce. Why didn't you just tell me? I, I don't know. I was stupid. I should have, and I shouldn't have said anything about the yard either. It was, you know, out of line. Yeah, I was already feeling better, a lot better. Then Julie said, Well, maybe it's all it's all for the better. And then bouncing up and down bouncing up and down on her balls of feet, acting more like her old self. Doesn't it look great? I there's so much return it's amazing. You are still lucky. I don't even have a grandparent anymore. Oh I said not knowing what to say. I feel so sorry for him though. He sure misses your grandmother. Then she lost the sugar and saying, Can you believe it? He said I mind him of her. What? Yeah. <laughs> she laughs again. <laughs> That's what I said, but he means it in a nice way. I looked at Julie and tried to picture my grandfather as an eighth grader. It was hopeless. I mean, Julie got long, fluffy brown hair and a nose full of freckles. Where my grandfather had always, where my grandmother has always been some variety of blonde. And my grandma has used powder, fluffy white powder, and she put it on her face and her hair and her slippers and her chest. That mother powder, anyway? I could see Julie cut it in power, okay? Maybe gunpowder, but the white powder is up. Forget it. Because I was I was staring, because Julie said, Look, I didn't say it. He did. I just thought it was nice, that's all. Yeah, whatever. Well, go look at the grass. I'm sure it'll come up great. And totally surprised myself for saying, No one you? You got them all to hatch. I said it. I said it or me anything. I really meant it. I laughed, and then she laughed, and that's how I left her, tricking her soon to be sad, smiling, on. I hadn't been in such a good mood in a week. Things were finally behind me. I was observed, relieved, happy. It took me a few minutes, 
it took me a few minutes at dinner table to realize that I was the only one who was. Then I had to use your pal, so that wasn't. But my father's idea of saying hello was delayed to me about the lawn. That's what I told him. I'll do it tomorrow. All that got me was a skull. Then mom said to my granddad, You tired tonight, dad? I didn't even notice that him sitting there like a stone. Yeah. My father turns down the table at him. That girl working you too hard? Grandpa turned his fork in his lap and said, That girl's name is Julie, and no, she isn't working me too hard. Are you so classy putting me? Classy? Me? My dad, la- my dad laughed and said, The devil cried a soft spot for that girl, haven't you? Even the dad let her pout go for a minute. There was fighting words and everyone knew it. Mom nudged dad with his foot and Julie made these words. No, Patsy, I want to know why your father had the energy to incline to befriend a complete stranger when he never done so much as such a baseball around with his own grandson. Well, yeah, I thought, but then I remember I owed my grandfather. Owed him big time. One thing I said, take it easy, dad. Julie just ruined him grandma. Everyone comes to stare at me, so I look at my grandfather and said, um, isn't that right, granddad? He nodded and rearranged his fork and said more. Of Renee? Or I look at my mother and that granddad. She can't possibly. We got her closer and I said, it's her spirit that reminds me of Renee. Her spirit, my father says, like he's talking to a lying gr- kindergartner. Yes, her spirit. My grandfather cried for a minute then asked, do you know why the baker haven't fixed up the yard until now? Why, sure. They're trash, that's why. They got a beat-up house, two beat-up cars, and beat-up yard. They're not trash, Rick. They're good, honest, hard-working people who have obviously no pride how they present themselves in the rest of the world. We lived across the street from those people for over six years. And there's no excuses for the state they're in. No. My granddad took deep breaths into weight things in his mind for a few seconds, and he said, Tell me this, Rick. If you had a brother, sister, or child... Who had a severe mental or physical handicap? What would you done? What would we have do? If my granddad had passed gas in church, my grandfather's face pinched, his head shook, and finally he said, Chet, what does it have to do with anything? My grandfather looked at him for a minute quickly. Julie's father has a retarded brother and furniture him with a love. <laughs> well, that explains a lot, doesn't it? Explains a lot, my grandfather asked quickly and calmly. Sure. It's my wife, those people are the way they are. He grinned around the table at us. Must run in the family. Everyone looked at him. The net just dropped, and for once she speech, a member said, Rick! Mom, if I could do his laugh, nervous laugh, and says, It was just a joke. I mean, obviously, something's wrong with those people. Oh, excuse me, Chad, I forgot that girl reminds you of Renee. Rick! <laughs> My mother says it again. Only this time she's mad. Oh, Pansy, please, your father being over dramatic, trying to make me feel bad for criticizing your neighbors. Because there's a retarded relative of some place. Other people have family troubles and still manage to mow their lawn. Just to have a little pride to ownership for crying out loud. My mother's cheek was seriously flush. But then before setting as he said, They don't own the house, Rick. The lander is supposed to maintain the premises, but he doesn't. And since Julie father is responsible for his brother and all the reserves to go to his care, and obviously it doesn't come cheap. Frankly, my mom asked, Don't they have government facilities for that kind of thing? I don't know the detail, Patsy. Maybe there's no government facility nearby. Maybe they thought of a private facility for a better place for him to be. Still, my dad says, there are government facilities available. If they don't want to go that that route, that's their choice. It's not our fault that their family has some chromosome... I'm so sorry, I can't say this freaking word. 
comments on I'm mental I refuse to forget for what okay first of all I just I did take chemistry um if you it's been a quite like two years since I took chemistry um I don't remember and I do remember but um I love science chemistry if I did have time I would definitely would like to go back to learn but back to the point <laughs> my grandfather slammed his fist on the table and half then he said it's nothing to do with cumbersome work. It was caused by a lack of oxygen at birth. He brings his voice down and make him makes his word even with a forceful with more forceful. Julian Uncle had a biblical cord wrapped around his neck twice. One minute he was perfectly little baby and just like your son Bryce and that he was irritable damages. My mother was suddenly suddenly hysterical and second she was blowing her eyes wailing and my father was all over her trying to calm her down. It was no use. She basically dissolved right there on the spot. Then I threw a knife in that motto. This family is a joke and took off. Then my mother bolted out of the room, stopping her hand. And my father raced over her. After her, throwing my grandfather his wicked look like I have never seen. Thought I grabbed at me in a table full of coated food. Wow, I finally said. I had no idea. You still don't, he told me? What do you mean? You sound like your grandfather a minute then. Then he crossed the table towards me and said, why are you supposed to accept your marriage so much? I I don't know. I gave a half-hearted grin and said, Because she's female? He smiled and just barely, no. She's upset because she knows that she could very well be signing Mrs. Mr. Mr. Baker's shoes right now. I thought about the minute and finally asked, Did her brother have a quarter Did her brother have a quarter around his neck when he was born? He shook his head. Well then. He leaned forward even further and whispered, You did. I did. He nodded twice. But... The doctor who delivered you was on a ball. Plus, apparently, there was some slack in the cord, and he was able to loop it off as you come out. You didn't hug your, you didn't, you didn't hug yourself coming into a world, and it would very easily be gone the other way. I've been told years or even weeks ago that I'd come down to shoot news and ready to hang. And I made some kind of joke about it. The more I have said, yeah, that's nice. Now, can you spare me the decision? But after everything that happened, I was really freaking out. I wasn't, I couldn't escape the question, tyranny around my brain. Where would I be if things had been different? What had been done with me? From the way my dad was talking, you wouldn't have had some use for me, that's for sure. He was stuck to me in the, in the house somewhere, anywhere, and forgot about me. And I thought, no, I'm his kid. He wanted to do that. Would he? Look around at everywhere he had. The big house, the white carpet, the antique art, art, artwork and stuff that was everywhere. But I don't give up all the stuff to make my life more pleasant. I doubt it. Man, I doubt it big time. I have been embarrassment. Something tried to forget about. How things looked and always been big to my parents. Especially to my dad. Very quickly my dad said, my granddad said, You can't dwell on what might have been, Bryce. And like he could read my mind and added, it's not fair to condemn him for something he has done. And I did and tried to get a grip. I wasn't doing a very good job then he said, by the way, I appreciate you calling me before. What? Asked, but my throat was feeling all pitch and swallow. For your grandmother, how do you know that? I shook my head and said, Julie told me. Oh, you spoke to her, you spoke with her then. Yeah, actually I apologized to her. Well, and I was feeling a lot better about everything. But now, God, I feel like a Complete jerk again. Did she apologize and that's what mattered? He said, said, say, I'm in a good, good mood for a walk. Want to join me? Go for a walk? 
What I wanted to do was go in my room, lock the door, and be left alone. I find finally, I find I find it really helped to clear the mind. He said, and then he realized it wasn't just a walk. There was an invitation to do something together. I said, but said, yeah, they get out of here. For a guy who basically ever said pass this all to me, my granddad, turned out to be a real talker. We walked our neighborhood and the next neighborhood and the next neighborhood. Not only did I find out that my granddad knows a lot of stuff, I found out the guy is, is funny in a subtle kind of dry way. It's the stuff he says, plus the way he said it, he says it. It's really, I don't know, cool? As we were winding back into our territory, we passed the house that we're going to a sycamore tree used to be. My grandpa stopped and looked up into the night and said, it must have been a spectacular view. I looked up and to notice for the first time the night that was that you could see the stars. Do you ever see you up there? I asked him. Your mother pointed her out to me the one day we drove by. You can really see her up so high, but after I read the article, I understood why she did it. He shook his head. The tree's gone, but she still got the spark to gave, to, it gave her. Know what I mean? Luckily, I didn't have to answer. He grinned and said, Some of us dipped in plate, and some is satan. Some is gloss. He turned to me. But every once in a while, you find someone who's your set, and when you do, nothing will, will ever compare. Okay. So, 2,207 people highlighted this um, quote in the Kindle, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's really important. Um, I mean, I'm not too focused <laughs> to know why, but um, hopefully I get back to y'all next episode. <laughs> As we walk up to her porch, my grandfather put his arm around my shoulder and said, It was nice walking with you, Bryce. I dreamt myself very much. Me too, I told him we went inside. Right away, we need to step into a war zone, and there was no one yelling or crying from the look at my parents' face. I could tell there was a major... Nothing while my grandpa, my granddad and I were out. Granddad wishes me. I got an offensive and I'm afraid. And I headed to the dining room to talk to my parents. I wanted to do, I wanted nothing to do with the vibe. I reached into my room, closed the door, flopped down the darkness onto my bed. I laid there while I let the dinner disaster play through my mind. When I thought it burned fuse thinking about it, I sat up and looked at the window. There was a light out there somewhere inside the baker's house and the street light were glowing. But then I still seemed really dense. Like it was darker than usual and I don't know, heavy. I looked closer to a window, looked up into the sky, but I couldn't see the stars anymore. Wonder if I really have ever been in a sycamore at night among the stars. I shook my head, flat, glossy, irritants. What's up with that? Jay Baker has always seemed just a plain dusty to me. I stepped back in my lamp and dug the new paper with the article about Julia out of the drawer where I tossed it. Just as I thought, they made it sound like Julie was trying to say Mal Rushmore or something. They call her a strong voice in the urban wilderness and radiant and began shedding down the land to occur to continue over development of our quaint and tranquil community. Okay, I can't believe you say this. Again, I do apologize, but... <laughs> Uh, let's continue on. Spare me, I mean. What's wrong with letting a guy cut down a tree with enough property so he can build a house? His law, his tree, his decision, as a story. Basically, piece in the paper would gag me, gush. Except, except for the place where they quote Julie. Maybe it was just a contract to report a slot or something. But Julie part didn't come off of boo-hoo is me, like I was expecting. 
They were, I don't know, deep. Sitting in that tree was seriously philosophical to her. And the odd thing is, it all made sense to me. She talked about how it felt like to be up in that tree and how it's like transcended dimensional space. To be held above the earth and brought by the wind, she said. It's like your heart has been kissed by beauty. How did you, how do you know that was put together since like that? None of my friends, that for sure. There was other stuff too, like how something could be much more than the part the party took to make it and why people need things around them to lift them above their lives and make them feel like the miracle of living. Quote, a thousand one hundred three people highlight this one. It's really important. I wonder if we didn't reading her part when, we, when it while she started thinking that. I mean, no kidding. Julie Baker's smart? But there's something way beyond straight A's. A month ago, when I read the article, I was checking to piece of and the piece and complete chart for some reason it made sense to me. Awesome. A month ago, I was also, I also wouldn't have paid any attention to the picture of Julie, but now I find myself staring at it. Not for one of those whole scene, but there was an emergency rescue commitment than Julie. There was the bottom half of the page. Someone must have used a killer telephone, telephoto lens because you could tell she was in the tree. But it's mostly a fun shoulder up. She's looking off into the distance and the wind blowing to her hair like she was in the helm of a ship or something. Saying to a son. It's been so many years avoiding Judy Baker and I never really looked at her. And now all of a sudden I couldn't stop. The jury face started taking over the pit of my stomach and I didn't like it. Not one bit. To tell you the truth, it scared the sure chalk out of me. I read my I buried the paper under my pillow and tried to remind myself of what a pain Jay Baker was. My my mind started to wander again. Pretty soon I had that stupid paper out from under my pillow. This was insane. What was I doing? I made myself shut out the light and go to bed. I was sleeping, man. It's every time to get a grip. Okay. A little quick recap. Um so I don't know if you understand, but understand. I mean, okay, so you, you think oh you're so drunk and you understand all this stuff okay um first of all um it really hurt mrs um Lasky's feelings when her dad said that it couldn't be bryce what he needed could be bryce so julie Baker's dad okay i don't want to stay retarded but um you say it um like that. I'm sorry, I cannot think, but, um, freak, I'm so sorry, but, um, I don't want to say retarded, it's, like, not a good word to say, um, he's just not there, why, because, um, his brother core, he had his brother core wrapped around his, like, two times, um, they couldn't get it now, and then the oxygen flew, whatever, um, I mean, amazing way he is, you know, like I said, nobody's perfect, everybody has their flaws, you know, like they were, or, um, but it could, it really could have been Bryce. It really could have been Bryce. Um, that really hurt, um, uh, Mr. Lasky. But I mean, it's reality. I mean, she could have been Mrs. Baker's shoes. You know what I mean? Mr. Lasky is doing his best to keep his um father from um, you know, being somewhere that he's supposed to be. You know, um. I mean, uh, I do give props to people who are, um, making sure their loved ones are not in a, <clears throat> a different space, you know what I mean? Um, 
are, are make sure they're in the right care and everything. They're putting their whole effort to do that. I mean, or the family members are having them at home, <laughs> taking care of them. I, I mean, I do have a family member that is like that. You know, I give, give the props, taking care of them. I mean, I love my family so much. They're the road to me. Um, just don't look at anybody different, you know what I mean? Like, that's the way it is, <laughs> sadly. But um, I love them with all my whole heart. I mean, um, I I do want to give them a hug now and let me cry. But, um, yeah, it's really touching. It's really, really sad. But, um, yeah, just like I said... <laughs> love them you know what I mean they're family um going off topic but uh yeah oh my god let me cry holy shit <laughs> um yes so um i sorry i don't remember um the other word for that the r word i don't want to do the r word of retard because they are not they are very special like to our hearts they're everything and i grand grandparents are very special um, um i remember my one of my friends said oh people are like children that you talk to um you know children how they are uh, <laughs> i mean some grand i mean some old people are too grumpy um i remember when i was breaking trying to find some pants uh, uh an old man kind of just uh whack his card and back of me kind of meant it did hurt for two days but uh Probably had a drinking, but still. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're. I mean, they're gonna <laughs> Um, I don't know my side and my. I don't know my grand, my dad's side of his parents. I don't think they know we're, we're alive, my sister and I. But uh, I will get to that um next time about it. <laughs> More to us, but let's get let's go to the last. I mean, we're gonna do this uh chapter eight well, let's get into um i think it might be our last chapter four just episode three i didn't want to go more but drinking uh, kind of do make me uh, a little sleepy i'm gonna want to go sleepy with the pepper to cuddle with them <laughs> but uh, i gotta make the green apples really good but i did drink it the wrong way that made my chest my chest hurt a little bit more <laughs> but yeah so let's get into the last chapter it's gonna be julie's point of view the yard so it's gonna be what she is thinking what she experiencing all right so let's get into it i never been embarrassed by where we lived before i never looked at our house or even the side of our house the side over the street and said oh i wish we lived in a new development those houses were so much newer so much better this is where i grown up this is my home I was aware of the yard, sure, my mother had grumbled about it years, but it was still grumbling, not worthy of deep concern, or so I suppose. I mean, maybe I could have wondered why I let the outside go and keep the inside so nice. It was falling inside her house, except for the boys' room, that is. Mom gave up on that after she covered the snake. If they were old enough to adopt the snake, she told my brother they were old enough to clean their own room. But I might translate translated this to keep the door closed and... Became quite lingually diligent about doing just that. Besides the yards, I never really wondered about the money or the apparent lack thereof. I knew we weren't rich, and I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Anything you could buy, anyway. But I didn't ask for things all, but we even thought my, we even 
me, but even though my mother would tell them, no boys, you can't, we just can't afford that. I took this to me, no boys, you don't deserve it, or no boy, you don't really need that. It wasn't that till Bryce called her home a complete dive, I started really seeing things. It wasn't just the yard, it was my dad's truck, my mother's car, the family bike that was more resting than stale, and the fact that we did buy something new has always seemed to come from a second time around the store. Plus, we never went on vacation, ever. Why was that? My father was the hardest working man in the world, and my mother worked for a team service doing secretarial jobs whenever she could. What was all the hard work if she was where it got you? I said my parents whenever we were poor, seemed incredibly, incredibly impolite. But as they went by, I know I had to add, just had to. Every day I'd ride home from school on our fancy bike, put past the broken fence, and past the yard, and think tonight, I'll ask him tonight. But then I wouldn't ask him. I just didn't know, know how. Then one day I had an idea. I wait to talk to him about it and maybe help out a little too. And since my brothers were working on the music, working at the music store that night, nobody was saying much of anything at the table. I took a deep breath and said, I was thinking though, that it wouldn't be too hard to fix up the front yard if I could get some nails and hammer and maybe some paint. And how, how much does the grass seeds cost? It can't be that much, right? I could plant a lawn and maybe even some flowers. My parents stopped eating and stared at me. I now have to use the saw and hammer. It could be, you know, a project. Mary looking at me and stared at my father instead. My father son said, This here is not our responsibility, Juniana. It's it's not? He shook his hand and said, It's Mr. Fingens. Who's Mr. Fingens? The man who owns this house. I can't believe my ears. What? My, mother cleared, my father cleared his door and said, The landlord. You mean we don't own this house? They look at each other, having some private wordless conversation and couldn't decipher. Finally, my father said, I didn't realize you didn't know that. But, but that makes sense. Aren't landlords supposed to come and do things like fix the roof and leaves and clean the drain while they're plugged? You always do stuff like that, Dad. Why, why, do you, why do you do it when he's supposed to? Because, he said, he's not asking for help. But if, and, my father interrupted me, it keeps him from raising the rent. But, my mother reached over to took my hand, sweetheart. I heard this was a shock. I guess we always thought you knew. But what about the yard? Why keep up inside but not keep inside but not the outside? My father frowned and said, We sent the lease, he assured us that he would fix the fence, front and back, and plant saws in the front yard. Obviously that never happened, he shook his head. It's major it's a major undertaking and fencing it's not cheap. I can't see putting the sort of investment into a property that's not ours, but it's a principle of things. But we live here, I whispered. And it looks so bad, my first said to me, Juliana, what happened? Nothing, Dad, I said. But he knew I was lying. Sweetheart, he whispered, tell me. I know he said if I told him, and yet I could not tell him. Not with the way he was looking at me, so I took a deeper and said, The last year I've been throwing my eggs away because they were afraid they had something that because our yard is just a mess. My father said, oh, that's ridiculous, my mother grasped. What? She cried. Did Pansy say that? I took that. No, Bryce did. But it must have been a family discussion. Bryce didn't come up with it, that on his own. Remember, look up for all the words like a doe was waiting for a shot through the heart. She covered her, ha- her face with her hand and said, I can't go on on this, Robert. Things have to, have to got strained. 
They just got to. Trina. You know I'm doing the best I can. I'm sorry about the yard. I'm sorry about the situation. This isn't the picture I had for life either. But something you had to sacrifice at what but try. Mary looked up with her hand and said, This is not right for our family. Your daughter's suffering because we won't fix our own yard. It's not our yard. How can you say that, Robert? Wake up. We have lived here for 12 years, not temporary anymore. If we wanted to have a decent place with our own yard, if we were going to help this get to college or do any other thing, we probably said we were going to have to move him into government care. My first took a deep impression. We discussed it so many times, Trina. In the end, you always agreed for keeping on a green haven, green haven and the right things to do. I wanted to say, wait, what are you talking about? Who are you talking about? But the conversation were flying to fast and furious. I couldn't even seem to break it. I wasn't any there bickering. It was almost like I wasn't even there. And then back in on my mind, clicked. Everything clicked. And my dad's brother was, they were talking about. My, my uncle David. To me, Uncle David's only a name. Someone my parents explained to me. But someone I never actually met. And even though I knew my dad visited him, I never knew exactly when. He never talked about it. I also thought we shouldn't talk about Uncle David to others because David was retarded. People just including told me they assume by association something must always be wrong with you. Trust me, I know. So we didn't talk about it. Not at home, not with friends. It was almost like there was no Uncle David. So, um, sorry. A uh, better word, um, like I said, I don't like the word retarded. Um, um, so he's disabled. You know what I mean? Like he's disabled. He, uh, he can't do things on his own, but he could do certain things on his own, if that makes sense. Um, Uncle David is such a sweetheart. <laughs> We're going to keep reading. Um, I do look, I, Uncle David has my heart. He's the sweetest. Um, we continue reading on. <laughs> um, but no, I don't like to call him retarded. Um, it's just not a thing for me to say. I don't like saying, but, uh, He's just disabled. Let's just say that he's, he's, he's just disabled. Um, let's continue on. And finish with this chapter for y'all guys. Um, and also this, uh, I gotta admit this Murdoff Green Apple is actually really good. Um, just saying this is not sponsored by Green Apple. This is not, <laughs> this is not sponsored by Smurdoff. <laughs> I'm telling you, but I do like Smurdoff. Okay, continue on guys. <clears throat> continue on. Just trying not to cry. Okay. Um, until now, now he felt larger than life. And I could tell from their argument that he was the reason we didn't have our own home. He was the reason that we didn't have nice cars or fancy things. He was the reason there was always seemed to be a cloud of wilderness hanging over my parents. Why did I have to bring up the yard in the first place? I never seen my parents fight like this ever. I wanted to grab them and say, stop it, stop it. We love each other. You do. But I just thought there was tears streaming down my face. Remember, I stopped a sudden whisper. We should not be doing this in front of her. I'm sorry, Juliana. My dad said and reached over and held my forehead. Don't cry. No, this is your fault. We'll work it out. I promise you will. When I tried to laugh through it, she was saying, we always have, we always will. That night, my parent came into the room and talked to me one at a time. My father talked about his brother, how much he loved me, how he promised his, his bear that he would take care of. Oh, yeah, this is so cute. <laughs> My mother talked about how much she loved my dad, my father, for his strength and his cutting heart, how he didn't really could count on our blessing, and she made me cry over again, and she kissed me goodnight. It was for all those many blessings, and I was her best and brightest. And so, 
Oh my god. Mine are crying, guys. It's so sweet. <laughs> he can tell the difference between um, the Loskies and um, and the Baker's family so much from her point of view and his point of view. Um, <clears throat> like I said, um, you don't know why the Baker um, Mr. Baker is like that too, like, the, I mean, sorry, Mr. Anoski is towards the Bakers, um, you'll see, um, not this soon, but next soon in the others, but, um, we're taking the, <laughs> you're continuing on, guys, I'm so sorry, um, I feel sorry for my father, I feel sorry for my mother, but most of all, I felt lucky f- for me that they're for mine, <laughs> And in the morning, I rode my rusty bike out to the driveway to school. I promised myself that when I get home, I tackled the garden. Which or not, this was our home. And I was going to make living here better. I just tried this easier dot than none. Friday took me half an hour rummaging through the garbage to find a hammer, a box of nails, and saw and some plungers. So it took another half an hour standing around to figure out where to start, the afterguard, or just comes a weed. What about the bordering shrub what should i dig them up and prune them back with a shuck or over the weed what about the fence should i knock it down or rebuild it maybe i could take out the front and turning and use the wood to fix up the sides the longer i look around the more i feel like forgetting the whole thing why bother it wasn't our property but i think it should be the one making repairs but then i remember my mother's work for the night before Surely I thought a few bushes and some just playing wood would solve someone's best and brightest blessing. Surely not. And with that, I picked up the clippers and got to work. But an hour later, I was I was keeper of the knowledge that one bush equaled many branches and that the volume bush increased. I can't say that exponentially. As it cuts and tosses into the middle of the yard. It was ridiculous. Where was I going to put all this stuff? Ma came home and tried to talk me out of my mission. I had none of it. Oh, no, 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 no. I would print out two pushing on the rectangular side and for long he's, she sees a place we're going to look just dainty. You didn't get to get the summer streak for me, she said. But I came back and saw the glass of juice and kissed me from her forehead and good enough for me. By the end of the day, what I mean was a big mess. But chaos is a necessary seven organization in one universe, and I was well on my way. This is what I thought I tried to tell myself when I popped into bed and I dead tired. And that afternoon, I was busy finding the chaos of my little universe when I heard a deep voice said, Guess what I'm undertaking, young lady? And my side in her yard was Bryce's grandfather. I knew that much, but I never only ever seen him outside one time. All the other time I seen them and then through windows. You want their steam room or one of their cars? Assuming he was a dark head man behind glass. Having appeared on my sidewalk or like having someone from a TV step through the screen and talk to you. I know we've seen, we've seen each other from time to time, he was saying. I'm sorry it's taking me over a year to come and introduce myself. I'm Church of Duckin, Bryce, Bryce grandfather. And you, of course, are Juliana Baker. He stuck his hand. I took off my gloves and watched him completely disappear inside as he shook. Nice to meet you, Mr. Duncan. I started thinking that this man was way bigger than he was from sitting at the sitting room window. 
Did she anything happen? He pulled his work glove and pair clipper from the back and said, Are you coming all those with the same height? Oh, I said, Well, yes. That's what I was thinking. Although, now I don't know. Do you think it would be better just to take them out? He shook his head and said, They're Australian, they're Australian tea shrubs. They're pruned up nicely, and then he put on his other side clipping. I didn't, at first, I didn't know what to say to this man. It was very strange to be getting his help. But from the way he was acting, it was so I shouldn't have thought of things of it. Clip to clip, he went. Like, this is something he really enjoyed doing. Then I remember what Brett had said in the yard, and suddenly I knew why he was here. What's the matter? He said, throwing his garbage to the pile. Did I cut it down too far? No. Then why the look? He asked. I don't mean to make you uncomfortable. I just thought you might like a little help. Well, I don't. I could do this by myself, he laughed and said. <laughs> oh, I have to doubt about that. He didn't go back to clipping. You see, Juliana, I read about you in the newspaper, and I live across the street from you for over a year. It's easy to see that you're a very competent person. We both start work, work quickly for a minute, then I found myself throwing the clip, the clip needs to pie harder and harder. If it for long, I couldn't stand it. I just couldn't. I couldn't stand it. I spun around and said, you're here because you feel about the eggs, aren't you? Well, our eggs are perfectly fine. We've been in here for nearly three years, and none of us have gotten poisoned. Mrs. Stubby and Mrs. L Mrs. Helms seem it's a good help to me. And the fact of the matter is, if you didn't want them, you should have just told me. I felt his hands to the side, shook his head. Eggs? Poison? Juliana, I have no idea what you're talking about. Inside with anger, her embarrassment, I didn't even feel like me. I'm talking about the eggs. I've been bringing, over the, the egg, uh, bringing them over to your house for more than two years. Eggs that my chicken laid have, have laid and I could have sold. Eggs that your family had thrown away. I was shouting on him, shouting on a doll like I never shot anyone in my entire life. I've always got, got very quiet. I'm sorry, I didn't know about any egg. Why did you give them to? Who did you give them to? Bryce. My voice choked and cried and I said his name again. Bryce. Mr. Duncan nodding and said, well, they said prudent into your bushes. That probably explains it. What do you mean? He signed. The boy still has a way to go. I just stared at him, not trusting myself with the words singing in my tongue. Oh, he's a very handsome boy. There's no denying that, he said with a frown. Then he stepped a branch ladder, spinning image of his father. I shook my head. Why are you over here, Mr. Duggan? If you don't think I need help and you're not feeling better about the eight, then why, you, why would you do this? Honestly, I looked at him straight in the eye and he nodded. Because you're me and my wife. Your wife? That's right, he gave me a little smile and said, Renee, what's up with she with you? She says after all night. With autism and your vanish. Really? Absolutely. She's she's dead? Not it. I missed it terribly. He turned to him and chuckled. There's nothing like a headstrong one to make you happy to be. This is so sad. <laughs> oh my god. This is so sad, guys. Okay, let's go back. Let's just cry more. Yeah, I'm not seeing your words, but they want to become friends with Bryson. Price's grandfather, but the dinner time I knew so much of him and his wife and the adventure they had together. It seemed like I know him for a very long time. But all I saw he made the work seems easy. Went to the nine, and bushes were all prudent in the back except for enormous hemp in the center of the yard. Things were already looking a lot lot better. Next day he was back and when I smiled, I said, Hi Mr. Ducky, he smiled and said, Call me Chet, won't you? He look he looked at the hammer in my hand and said I think you're, you're starting on the fence today. Chet told me how to plumb in line for the 
for the picket, how to hold a hammer down at the end of the handle instead of choking, how to calculate Jess's basement for the picket, how to use the lever to get the wood, exactly vertical. He walked through the fence for days and the whole time we worked as we talked. I wasn't just about his wife either. He wanted to know about the sycamore tree and seemed to understand exactly what I meant when I told him the whole being is greater than some of its parts. It's a way with people too, he said. Only a people is something the whole is less than the sum of its parts. I thought that pretty interesting. The next day during school, I looked at the people and I, I noticed in elementary school trying to figure out if they were more than the sum of parts. Just was right. All of them were less. I thought the list of course was Shelly Stahls. To look at her, you'd think she has everything, but there's too much solid underneath her Mount Everest hair, and even though she liked the black hole sucking people in, it doesn't take them long to figure out being friends with her requires fanning the flames of Wi-Fi eco. But I'm frankly that one person can't see the place with Bryce. Until recently, I said that up to certainly he was greater, far greater than some of his parts. What he did with my heart was sheer, inspectable magic. But inspectable was the oper- operative word here. As I look across the room and him doing math, I can help make myself over again how you throw down my eggs. What type of person would do that? He looked my way and smiled, my hair lurched, and then I was mad myself for it. How can I still feel this way after what he'd done? I avoided him the rest of the day, but in the school, there was a turning inside me turning up from one in the end into the other. I jumped on my bike and rode home faster than I ever done. The right pedal clanked against the chain guard and the whole bike rattled and squirked and threatening clouds of pie or rusty parts. So tonight, however, was still going, going strong as I scattered the hole in our driveway. So I transferred pedal power to the painty power and I pried open the gallon of navy way and my dad bought me a SARS paint around. Chain pried in the 10 minutes mine, he said. You got invisible... Invisible amount of energy day, don't you? No, I said brushing some of my hair back on my hair. I'm just mad. He was his own brush in an empty coffee can. Oh, who, who added myself? Oh, that's a tough one. Do you do porny on the test? No, I, he told my head, said, How do you fall in love with your wife? You pour some Navajo wine in his can and smile. Oh, ah, he said. Boy problems? I do not have boy problems. He has a day in the argument that he said, I fell in love with her by mistake. My mistake? What do you mean? I didn't intend to. At the time, I was looking to somebody else, and there was no position to fall in love. Fortunately, I saw how blind I'd been before I was delayed. Blind? Yes. My fiance was very beautiful. He had the most magnificent brown eyes, skin like an angel. For a time, all I could see her beauty. But then, well, they just say it's because she wasn't a faction of the person Renee was. He dipped his breast into coffee and struck pick it with pen with paint. It's easy to look back and see how see it and easy to give advice and how sad it is. Most people don't look beneath the suffering to a sleigh. We were quiet for a minute. I could see Chad thinking about from the fur and the brown and see it was nothing to do with my problems. I'm I'm sorry I brought up your wife, I said. Oh don't be that's alright. He shook his head and tried on a smile. Besides, I wasn't thinking of Renee. I was thinking of someone else. Someone who's never been able to look beneath the surface. At this point, I don't suppose I even want her to. Who was he talking about? I wanted to know. But it felt like it would be crossing some line. We painted some picket and silence and he turned to me and said, and said Get beyond his eye and his smile and shut up hair and look at what he really, th- what's really there. The way he said it sent chills through my spine. Through me.
It was, it was as though he knew. Suddenly, I felt defensive. Was he telling me his grandson wasn't worth it? When it's time to go for dinner, I still feel right, but then this it was gone. Mom said dad was freaking late, and since the boys were off with their friend, it was just two of us. He told me that she and dad had talked about it, and they both felt like oh, to have a check coming over like he was. But me, she said, they would find a way to put him, put him for his help. I told her though, she would find that insulting. But the next day, she would head insult, insult, insult him anyway. She said, "No, miss, no, Mrs. Baker, it's been best to help, help out your daughter on this project." And wouldn't hear another word about it. The week ended with his dad loading the back of his truck with the clamping crap set off his work. And on Saturday night, then Chad and I spent the rest of the day hoeing, hoeing up weeds and whacking, ready to drive for seeding. It was the last day that Chad asked, "Your father's not moving, are you?" Moving, what do you say? Why do you say that? Oh, my dad brought up the possibility to dinner table last night. She thought maybe you're fixing up the house because you're getting ready to sell it. Even though Chad and I talked about a lot of things while we were working, I probably wouldn't have told him about Miss, Mr. Fingen or Uncle David or why the yard was such a mess. They hadn't asked me about moving. But then he had, well, I wanted to tell him about everything. I felt good to talk about it. Especially about Uncle David. It felt like blowing a down the line into the wind and watching over the little Z float off up and away. I was proud of my parents and looking around the front yard I was proud of me too. Wait until I got my hands in the backyard and maybe I could paint the house. I could do it. I could. Chad was pretty quiet about I told him about the story and when mom brought a sandwich at lunch. At lunchtime we sat on the porch and ate without saying a word and then he broke the silence nodding and straight and saying I don't know why he doesn't just come out and say hello. Who? I said across the street where he nodded in the curtain room. Moved back into bed and could help asking Bryce. That's the third time I've seen him watching. Really? My heart was fluttering like a baby bird thing. Okay. I don't know about y'all. I know y'all are crushing a butterfly. You know. And you're telling me. I mean I had that back in elementary middle school and high school. Um, Yeah. I had that. Okay. Y'all will feel about having a little crush and having butterfly in your little tummy. Continue on. He finally said, Let's finish up and get that seed on, shall we? You want to warm it out the day and help with the grimination. I was happy to finally be planning the yard, but I can't help being distracted by Bryce's window. Was he watching? During the rest of the afternoon, I checked more than often to him in. I'm afraid after Chad noticed too, because when we were all done, we congratulated each other on what we. What should it be a fine looking yard? He said, "He may, but he may be acting like a coward now. But I do hold out hope for that boy. A coward? When I what I what I say say to that? I just stood with the hose in one hand and the spray of value beneath the other. I do not what, know what that is. Speak on. Okay, I am so sorry. Continue on. A few minutes, I saw." A few minutes later, I saw Bryce coming down the sidewalk towards his house. I did a double take. All this time, I really thought he was inside the house watching. He was really outside walking around. I was embarrassed all over again. I turned my I turned my back on him and considered him watering the yard. But I feel I was, what a complete idiot. I had just built up a nice head of angry steam when I heard it's looking great. It's looking good, Julie. Nice job. It was Bryce standing there on our driveway. Suddenly, he wasn't mad at me anymore. I wasn't mad at him. How can he be sitting here like a supervisor and tell me, nice job? 
He had no business saying anything, anything after what he said, what he done. I about to hose him down when he said, I'm sorry for what I did, Julie. It was, you know, wrong. I look at him into those brainy and blue eyes and I try to do what she said. I try to look past them. What's behind him? What was the, What was he thinking? Or was he really sorry? Or was he just feeling bad about the thing he said? I look. It was like looking to sun, though. I had to turn away. I can't tell you what we talked about after that, except that he was nice to me. He made me laugh. After he left, I shut up the water and went inside, feeling very, very strange. The rest of the evening balls back and forth between upset and uneasy. The worst part being I couldn't read from my finger what exactly it was a, was a step or uneasy about. Of course, it was Bryce. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't I just? Why wasn't I just mad? He was such a scolder or happy or wasn't? Why wasn't I just happy? He come. He come over to your house. He stood in our driveway. He said nice thing and we laughed. But I wasn't mad or happy. Now they in bed trying to read and realized that upset, have overshadowed by uneasy. I felt as though someone was watching me. I got spooked and I got checked and checked the window and and the closet under the bed. But still the funny didn't go away. It took me to near midnight to understand what it was. It was me. Watching me. Oh my god, that's so deep. <laughs> that is so deep. Okay. So Bryce is really trying to understand. I mean, what his grandfather talked to him about, um about what the baker's going through what Julie's going through. Um, Julie's going, you, you know, how like in the beginning of I think it was chapter four when Julie's dad, um, Mr. Baker was saying to see the sum of his whole part. I think she's it's really now understanding, um, what's going on and seeing Bryce as the sum of his whole and looking more into it. Um, it's great, and now you know why, um, um, Chet is, uh, interested in Julie, because it just reminds him of Renee, his, his late wife, you know, it's just, okay, I kind of did cry, um, these two chapters with, the because we get to know more about Chet, too, you know what I mean, and Bryce is getting to know about his grandfather, Chet's knowing um know about julie because it reminds me it reminds them already like her spirit and um bryce came to know more about uh julie actually because of his grandfather um like he's not a coward um it's just his father i mean like i said a few months after we're gonna know um why he, why mr bright uh, mr lasky is like that um about Miss Lasky. Um I mean there's so much depth into the book to know. Um we're gonna hopefully we learn more about Uncle David, um, Jilly's uncle. Um, like I said, he's my favorite character. He's he's just he's a little sweetheart. Um I mean like I said no he's perfect. He's just a sweetheart. I'm hope I'm excited to learn more about him. <clears throat> hopefully um, next episode, um, I'm currently gonna stop, um, this chapter, sadly, we only got to two chapters, um, these chapters are, are getting a little bit longer, from, um, 
Bryce's and Julie's point of view. So, um, but thank you so much for sticking around. Um, I'm really happy for you to stick around. Um, we're chap. We're hope to m- next episode. Not we're gonna say tomorrow. Sorry, next episode will be chapter nine and chapter ten of um, going back to Bryce's uh, point of view and Julie's point of view. What else is going on? What else to expect? Um, uh, let me know what you think of why Mr. Lasky is like that to Mr. Baker and towards his family. What is his, I don't want to say grudge, but he does hold a grudge against him. Um, pinning um, his son, like his son is young. I mean, like I said, no reason for him to be called a coward. He's just a kid. Um, just let me know. And uh, I don't know. But yeah, I'm excited to know more about Uncle Davis. And get to know him. Um, thank you for sticking around. I'll see you on um, next episode of episode 4 of Jacarini next time. Thank you for listening to the end of episode 3. Um, I'll see you next time. Okay, guys? Bye.